0: Hillbilly Elegy by J.D. Vance, chapters 7 and 8. The big question that we're going to discuss for chapters 7 and 8 is how do you cultivate ownership in a person's life? How do you cultivate ownership in a community? One of the things that we have to look at while we read these two chapters is the fact that this is, more so than any other chapter we've read so far, is establishing the, the emotional trauma that J.D. goes through. And, now, and while we know that J.D. ultimately is successful, these skeletons, these demons, this baggage is going to carry through with him wherever he goes. And it's going to take a lot of reflection to sort of figure out a way to cope with these experiences because they're not going to go away. And what we need to think about here, and this comes up with the death of Papa and his mother and JD's mom's reaction, because ultimately what we're talking about is ownership. And then also ownership of a community, which also you can think about as a family. JD's mom is struggling on a personal level. She's struggling with her relationships. She's struggling on a professional level. She's struggling with narcotics. She gets arrested, she gets, loses her job, and ultimately she's removed from being J.D.'s mother as J.D.'s completely moved out of her care for a time being. And while this is happening, J.D. develops this fear of imposing on others because the people who are sort of by design, biologically, to take care of J.D. are all unable to do it. So the people that they are frequently, him and his sister, relying on are outsiders. And they almost feel like they almost have so much or. S- Goodwill that they could use before they just seem like they're imposing. So, one of the things we have to remember, I think one of our takeaways here is when we look at this community, if we want to look at it a big picture way, the ability to ask for help is a learned behavior. And many people would rather just sort of try to figure it out on their own or hope that it goes away. And that second attitude there is what keeps people in their place in life under distress, when in reality, there might be an answer, or if there's not an answer, there might be people out there to alleviate some of the damage and offer some guidance on how to improve the situation. While we don't know always how we'll react to the death of a loved one, if someone has self-confidence or is able to ask for help, they'll be more equipped to deal with those emotions. And what we see with Bev, she does not have the self-confidence, she does not know how to ask for help properly. So the grief of losing her father is completely made way worse by sort of her inability to sort of put herself not into the shoes of her, her son, but just able to handle this additional incredible sad moment. So you want to keep that in mind that while JD is fear, fearful of imposing it on others, he's also seeing how the adults around him are dealing with death and the example that is being set. A lot of people aren't thinking about, Oh, what example am I setting for JD? They're just being reactionary. And while that is a natural thought and experience when it comes to dealing with death, there needs to be a little bit of a step back to say, okay, how can I also guide my son? Remember JD is in seventh, eighth grade in these chapters and While he's still, he's not a little kid, he's not an adult by any stretch of the imagination. And unfortunately, he gets kind of left to his own devices in these two chapters. So as we talk about emotional trauma, what JD is witnessing is as damaging as what he's experiencing. All right, so what he's feeling physically or having physically inflicted upon him by physically moving around, he's also witnessing how other people are handling their business And it's not setting a great example. And these are the types of things when we talk about why people of a lower economic situation tend to stay there. It's because the snowball effect of problems where real life issues of having issues personally, uh, professionally, and then you throw in tragedy, and it just seems like life is against them. And it's easier to quit than it is to find solutions, particularly if you don't know how to ask for help or you're inclined to just sort of pretend it doesn't exist. So while this is going on, J.D. also begins to feel incredibly alone. His sister marries. She has a baby. She moves out. J.D. ultimately tries to live with his dad. It does not work out. His mom, while living with one guy, marries another guy. He's moved from Dayton, Ohio to Miamisburg. And J.D. is being moved around like an object, And as this emotional trauma builds, you can only see that this is headed for a collision of some sort. But we just don't know where that's going to take place. And we need to just continue to think about what this means, not just for JD, but also for the community that he's in. What the experience he is sharing is very normal for the people that he grew up around. So when we ask ourselves why these situations don't improve it's very easy to look at your life if you're in this situation and feel like there's no way out, and why should I try? So that's what makes J.D.'s story even more impressive, is that he's able to find his way out of this. And while he still loves his family, and one of the most amazing things about him is his ability to accept their flaws and their faults. But at this age, in this stage of the game of his life, he's being treated in a way where he's very much just sort of along for the ride and he's not, he doesn't have any ownership of his, of his existence. And we know that if someone takes ownership of their life, they'll feel more empowered to bring about change where JD is at the age where there is no change because he's basically just being moved around, around like a piece of luggage or an animal. Let's continue to focus on this idea of ownership and how, it's easy from a distance to judge other people. Let's make sure we put ourselves in the shoes of these characters before we cast any judgment there. I think we need to really make sure we remember and focus on what is going on in JD's life that's gonna cause the emotional trauma. And then how does a person, if they're going through this situation, how can they think about anyone other than their self how can they think big picture? How can they think about their community? How can they think about their family? How can they think about their kids if they're personally dealing with all these demons, all these problems? Let's remember that asking for help is a learned skill. And let's really focus on our conversation in the next couple of days about what and how a person in this situation could handle or should handle this situation or issue. And we'll move forward from there.